Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Well, happy Father's Day. How many, how many of you have already received a gift from someone in your family? Okay, what about the rest of you lamos? Okay, how come you haven't given a gift? I haven't got anything from my kids. Uh, you know, just uh, kind of really work into what we're going to talk about today. But anyway, I, I do want to say a special um, happy anniversary to my wife. Today's our 29th anniversary. I love you, Lisa. I married her when she was two weeks old. So uh, we uh, have had nearly 30 years of marriage and ministry together. I have a picture of my family here. I want to kind of tell you a little bit about them. The one there on the left is lovely Lisa. She's the, the most beautiful one in our house. The next one in the beard is Noah. He's the smartest one in our house. The next one is Josiah. He's the most friendly one in our house. He doesn't meet a stranger. Next one's Micah. He's the one who plays the most Fortnite in our house. And then there's me, and unfortunately, you're stuck with me this morning. I'd also like to introduce to you my mom and dad. I'm glad that they could be here with us today. This is a picture on their 60th anniversary, and uh, then the picture is of their actual anniversary. My mom is the best mom I've ever had. Okay, I can say that without question. And then my dad helped me put together this booklet of things that I've learned from his life and things that I'm still learning. And so I would like for you to give it up for my dad because I want to give him this copy. I told Sean if I broke my leg coming up there. Some of you guys know that, sorry. My dad just got out of the hospital this morning to be here, so I'm, I'm grateful he wanted to be here for this morning. The story is told of a father and a son in Spain, and they kind of got crossways with each other. And over time, the son decided the best thing for him to do was to leave. So he left, and the father began to search for him throughout the country. And his, his search took him all over the country, and finally he ended up in Madrid. And there he looked for his son, but he couldn't find him. So he went to the newspaper, and he put an ad in the paper, and it said this, Dear Paco, meet me at the newspaper office Thursday at noon. All is forgiven. I love you, Dad. When that Thursday came, the father rounded the corner, and as he saw the newspaper office, there were 800 Pacos that wanted forgiveness. The greatest gift that we can get is forgiveness. Every one of us today on this Father's Day, we want a gift, and that's forgiveness. Why do we need it? Because we all have wounds. And I want to take a moment to tell you my story. And for just a moment, we're going to kind of go into a dark place, if you'll allow me. But I'm the one speaking, so you're going to have to let me. But hopefully we'll come out of that dark place and there'll be a light at the end of the tunnel and it won't be an oncoming train, but it will be hope. When I grew up, my dad struggled with depression and I felt like I was a bother to him. I felt like 
he didn't really want to be with me. I felt the hurt of words that sometimes I wasn't his son or good enough. I felt things that he did that I, I wanted him to be a part and yet he, he wasn't. And he was struggling with some own issues in his own life and I didn't realize that till much later but at the time they drove incredible scars and wounds deep within me. And they begin to fester. Some of you probably have a similar story. Some of you probably have stories of fathers of neglect. Maybe that they weren't there for you. Maybe you don't even know who your father is. I know in a group this size, we have people who have been abused verbally, physically, sexually. There is struggles. And sometimes on Father's Day, there's a dark side. And I just want to spend a moment there, not airing dirty laundry, but for us to consider this. Because this is real life. This is my story. And yet, I want to think about this, that we also wound our fathers. Because I've said things, I've done things, I've had attitudes towards my dad that have hurt him and created wounds for him. My early 20s, I sat down at my desk, and I realized that this wound in me was festering. It was creating a bitterness within me towards my dad. I thought, i got to deal with this. So I looked into the word of God and found this verse. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And I began to think, how I've got to forgive my dad is the same way that God forgave me. Whoa, (laughs) that's pretty big. And then maybe to kind kind of deflect that, I thought, how did God forgive? You know, that'll kind of, I can put it off. Because I, I don't know how God forgave, so I don't know how, to, how I have to forgive my dad. So it took me on a journey. It took me on a search for my story. And along that time, I came across a statement by A.W. Tozier, a great preacher in, in, in Chicago, said this. It is doubtful whether God can bless a man greatly until he has hurt him deeply. And I don't know that God makes our fathers do all the wounds, but he uses them. He uses them to make us into who we are. This is who I am today. This is my story because of the wounds that I have and the things that I do in my life. God uses them. This morning, I want you to think for a moment about your wound. Because not only do we need forgiveness, but we have the gift of forgiveness because of our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father has given us a tremendous gift of forgiveness. I, my journey took me to another passage. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13, it says this, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. Our Heavenly Father gives us a gift that we don't deserve. This is an interesting passage because as you look at it, the word there for forgiveness, if you would take the word and you would see this tree and then down, go down below into the roots, it's rooted in a word that we get grace from. We love the word grace, don't we? How many of you love the word grace? Yeah, let's shout it out. How do we love the word grace? How many of us understand grace? Just what I thought. We love it but we're really not sure what it is. But that's how God forgave us. 
It's something that we didn't deserve. You see, we hurt God, the Father, with our actions, and yet he gives us something we don't deserve. It's like we get done here today, and you go out here to the highway, and you decide you're going to drive down the highway 100 miles an hour. Okay, that's, uh, I know that's uh, Coach Germain, because we followed him to tournaments, and he drives <laughs> at least 100 miles an hour going there. Uh, just not meaning to out you, but I just did. So um, you go in 100 miles an hour, the speed limit's 50, police officer pulls you over, says, hey, you're going too fast. Okay. So he takes a citation and he writes it and he gives us a ticket. And guess what? We deserved it. That's justice. But now we go out here and we go down the highway and we're going 100 miles an hour with Coach Jermaine and in the 50 mile an hour zone and we get pulled over and the police officer pulls him over and says, oh, it's you, Coach Jermaine. He goes, you know what? I know you have a lead foot, but let's just slow it down. Okay, let's slow it down. Just go on your way and we'll give you a warning this time. That's mercy. He didn't receive what he deserved and that was a ticket. But let's say now we're driving down that road and we're going 100 miles an hour on that 50 mile an hour speed limit and we get pulled over and the police officer comes to us and he writes us a citation and he gives it to us. We deserved it. And he says, guess what? You're going to have to show up at court on Friday morning and pay for your ticket, for your fine, for violating the law. We deserve that. We show up on Friday morning, we stand in front of the court, in front of the judge, a judge brings the gavel down, and he says, guilty, you owe $10,000 for your speeding ticket. And we're going, $10,000? I don't have $10,000. I don't have that kind of money. So the judge stands up from his bench, takes his robe off, walks around to the front, reaches into his pocket, pulls out his wallet, and pays our fine. And we walk out of there free. We didn't deserve that. But that's what we received. That's grace. Grace is something that we deserve the judgment. We deserve the ticket. And God pays for it in our place. That's what he's talking about here is forgiveness. That there's people that hurt us. And they don't deserve us to forgive them. But Jesus did. And notice what he says here. He says this, having forgiven all our, our forgiveness, all of our trespasses. Now, what's included in the word all? Let's shout out some things. What is included in all? Everything. everything. That just summed it up right there. Everything. There's not one thing that's not included in this forgiveness. There's not one thing that you have done, not one wound I have not done, not one wound my father's inflicted on me, not one wound I've inflicted on my children that are not included in this forgiveness. And then he says, all, forgiving all our trespasses. Trespasses is an interesting word. How many of you use that in a day-to-day -day basis? I trespass today. <laughs> now, you know what I usually think about? Is that I'm walking across the grass that I'm not supposed to, and I'm trespassing. Or I'm in a building that I'm not supposed to be in. But really, this is what this word means. It means uh, being in a place you're not supposed to be. It has the idea of being placed, going through somewhere that you're not supposed to be at. It has this idea of a false step. It also means the idea that we have done something against God. 
If you look at your Bible and you say, hey, it tells me what I need to do and what I don't need to do, I want to tell you right now, stop reading your Bible. This may be the last time I ever speak, so I'm going to get this chance. Stop reading your Bible. Because it's not a book about what you need to do or not do. It's a book about God. And everything in the Bible tells us about who our Heavenly Father is. Why do I tell the truth? Well, the Bible says thou shalt not lie. But you know what? It also tells me that Jesus is the way, the truth. And if I'm going to be a Jesus follower, and we're going to be a Jesus church, we're going to be truthful people, not because we have to, but because we want to be like Jesus. Thou shalt not steal. We don't steal just because we're told not to. But the greatest verse in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he what? Gave. He's not a taker. He's a giver. You see, everything that God tells us is based in his character. As I examined this word some more many years ago, trying to deal with the wounds from my own father, I sat there and I looked at that word and I began to discover that it also meant mistakes and blunders. I love that word, blunders. Isn't that a great word, blunders? On the count of three, I want everybody to say blunders with me. One, two, three. Blunders. Okay, I want you to say it so that the people across the street that are sleeping this morning are going to hear it. You ready? One, two, three. Blunders! Oh, I love it. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. I know I can always count on him. So here's the deal. You can give me a Father's Day gift by working the word blunders into a sentence today. Okay, somewhere along the way, work it in. But here's the thing. God forgave us all of our sin every time we go against him, every time we transgress against him, and he forgives all of our mistakes, all of our blunders. When I was a, uh, at home and I, was, I used to take the baseball down the ba- in the basement, throw it against the wall, catch it, throw it against the wall, catch it, and you know what happened. I threw it through the window. (laughs) So I came upstairs to my dad, and I said, Dad, the window broke. And without missing a beat, you know what he said? Did it have any help? (laughs) This is true. That is word for word. And he said, I'll pay for this window. You'll pay for the next. That was grace. It was a mistake. I didn't mean to throw the ball through the window. It wasn't a sin. It was just simply a mistake. And he showed grace in that moment. I want us also to consider this as we look in Colossians 2 and verse 14. God made us alive together with him by canceling out the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Our Heavenly Father pays our debt we can't afford. The Father paid a debt we can't afford. This verse tells us this, that he canceled it out. The word for cancel is to wipe out. What they would do is they would take a certificate and they would write on there and they would, so I won't offend anybody by using anybody's name, I, Jim Shoes, owe, just in case, $500 because I ran into your car. And they would post it. Let me give you another one. I, Sean Petrie, owe Steve Baird a referee's whistle that he let me borrow to do a youth event. Not that I'm hurt, not that I'm bitter, 
but Sean, there it is. And now the public knows you owe me a whistle at six bucks. That was a couple years ago. And I, that wound is deep and I'm holding on to it. So this message for me too, it's part of my story. But God did that. That's for all of us. All of us have that list that's out there in front. It's like opening your Facebook page and there is listed all your sins. And the worst one is right at the top in bold letters. And everybody sees it. But what God says here is that he canceled those out. The word is to wipe out. It's like he takes that certificate, he wipes it out. It also has the idea of obliterating Can you believe how freeing that is? The stuff that we owe God, we can't pay. But he took it and he just wiped it out. He took care of it. He obliterated it. All of my sin, every time I go against God, every time I make a mistake, God takes that and he obliterates it. Can you give it up for God? I think that's pretty weak. I don't think you believe it. God took us and forgave us the gift that every one of us wants at Father's Day. The verse goes on and it says this, that he took that and set it aside. The word here for set aside means he put it where it cannot be found. Literally, it means out of sight. God took that writing, that list of of things, that whistle that Sean owes me, he took care of it. He put it out of sight. In fact, the word of God describes that God's forgiveness is like this, that he buries our sin in the deepest sea. He takes it as far as the east is from the west. And what he's saying is this, there's absolutely no way it's going to come up again. It's going to be gone because he wiped it out. And then he says this, he nailed it to the cross. What a beautiful picture. And as Sean mentioned this morning, the cross is something we must come back to. It's for our salvation, yes, but it's for our daily enablement to live the Christian life. I can't live the Christian life. It's impossible. But Christ can live through me because of the cross, because of what he did on the cross. You see, this picture here is that God took those writings of all those things I did, all of those sins, all of those wounds that I inflicted on the Father, Wiped them out. He put them in place that are not going to be seen again. And then when he nailed that certificate that's blank to the cross, it was a shout of triumph. Triumph over those. Over death, hell, and the grave. That's what God did for every one of us. That's the forgiveness that we have. That's that great gift that every single one of us want on Father's Day. Whether you're a man, woman, boy, or child or girl, God gave us that tremendous forgiveness. He took it out of the way. In fact, as I thought about this, and this has been more recently, as I ponder about this wound that my father has inflicted on me and I've inflicted on him, you think about what I've just described. The heavenly father wounded the son for you and me. Catch that? The Heavenly Father wounded Jesus, the Son, for you and me. And so, you know, as a father, I wound my kids. I say things that I don't mean. I wish I wouldn't have said. I, I, I've done things. I've had attitudes. 
and I've hurt them. But the Father purposefully wounded Jesus for you and for me. That's the gift of forgiveness. That's how Jesus forgave. That's how we are to forgive. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is real stuff. Because some of us are inside going, there's no way I'm forgiving that person. There's no way I'm ever going to be that way. But that's how Jesus was with us. The prophet Isaiah put it in a tremendous way. And I put the word, I put Jesus in there for the pronoun so we'd understand it. Surely Jesus took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we consider Jesus punished by God, smitten by God, or stricken by God, and afflicted. But Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. There's that word. Jesus was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Jesus. And by Jesus' wounds, we are healed. Jesus was wounded. So any wound that my father, that a friend can give to you is nothing like the wound that Jesus had. Not only do we need forgiveness, not only do we have forgiveness, but we need to give the gift of forgiveness because of the Savior. Because the Savior is forgiven, we need to give it to other people. Remember the verse? And this is actually out of Colossians. It says this, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I come full circle back to what I talked about. Forgive as we have been forgiven. That is so hard. And hopefully in these last few moments, I've tried to give you a glimpse of that forgiveness of the Father. Jesus also said this in Matthew 18, this is how my heavenly Father will treat you unless you forgive your brother or sister from the heart. You know, the disciples came to Jesus and said, hey, should we forgive seven times seven? They're thinking they're pretty cool. Hey, somebody sins against me 49 times in a day. That's pretty good. Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. And he didn't really mean 490 times. What he meant was indefinite. He meant this, that we should forgive every time until we forgive from the heart. And what I learned this in forgiving my dad was there's times I forgive and then later on down the road, I feel that hurt again, that wound. Something rubs up against it and opens it up. And I have to forgive again. I have to release it. I have to give him grace that he doesn't deserve. And I go down the road again and another one happens. And you know what? Forgiveness is a process. It takes time until we forgive from the heart. Just like the Father forgave us. Jesus also went on to say this in Matthew 6. For if you forgive other people when they sin against your heavenly Father... Uh, against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sin, your Father will not forgive you. This verse is a comforting and a scary verse. I don't know exactly what it means when it says, if we don't forgive, the Father won't forgive us. But I do know this, that God is serious about forgiveness. He's serious about us doing business with him because he was serious about what he did to Jesus on the cross. When you forgive someone, it's not saying, you were right. It's saying, you were wrong, but I'm choosing to let it go. There's a, a statement that says this, unforgiveness is the poison we drink, hoping others will die. And that's what happens. A few years ago, my dad was in a medical rehab. In fact, he just got out of the hospital this morning to come. And I, I, I'm grateful for that. And I used to think, oh, I've got to go to my dad and say, dad, I forgive you. But then I realized, you know what? That was arrogant. I needed to go and say, Dad, forgive me. 
And so I went to that hospital room with the sole purpose of saying, Dad, forgive me. And I went to him and I said, Dad, will you forgive me? And he says, I forgive you. And then you know what? In turn, he gave me the gift that I wanted. He said, I forgive you. Please forgive me. And it seemed like in that moment that we needed to list all of our offenses. And you know what dad said? He said, the past is the past. And you know what? It was so freeing because we didn't have to go back and deal with all that stuff. We graciously gave to each other what we didn't deserve. We let it go. Is there days that I still have it come to mind? Yeah. But I still got to let it go. So this morning, my dad has taught me the lesson to forgive and be forgiven. That's one of the lessons in the book, to forgive and be forgiven. I like for us all bow in prayer. I like for us to pray together. Father, thank you for your very heart. Your very heart is forgiveness. And without it, we would be hopeless and helpless. Thank you for not holding on to my obligation of debt against me, but releasing it and choosing not to bring it up again. And in a matter of prayer, I just want you to think about this. Do you realize that you've been given a great gift from the Heavenly Father of forgiveness? Will you accept it this morning? Can you recognize that we need to give the great gift of forgiveness? And in a few moments, we're going to give you that opportunity to give a gift of forgiveness. Will you give it? Just in a spirit of prayer, how many of you would slip a hand up and say, I, I need to let somebody, I need to let something go this morning. I need to forgive someone. I need to release it. I need to nail it to the cross and let God deal with it. Just slip your hand up. Yeah. The truth is every one of us, thank you. But I want to address just for a moment those of you who don't know Jesus as your Savior. The greatest gift today is that God would become your heavenly Father, that you would accept this gift of grace. And if you would like to begin a relationship with God and move into his family, just quietly where you are, repeat this prayer, and God will hear the desire of your heart. Father, I realize that I have wounded you with my actions, my attitude, and my words. I know that you have taken debt I owe and have graciously released me from it. Right now, I accept your gift of forgiveness. Thank you for placing me into your family and allowing me to call you Heavenly Father. Amen. Father, we are so grateful for forgiveness. Let us celebrate that this morning. And we pray in Jesus' name. I want you to take this card that you find there on your, on your uh, chair. And we want to give you an opportunity this morning to give the best gift and to receive the best gift. And that's forgiveness. If you look at this card, it says, Heavenly Father, I. And we just want you to put your name there. If you don't feel comfortable with that, that's fine. You don't have to. I am choosing today to forgive as Jesus forgave, forgave me. I am not holding onto the wounds caused by others anymore. Please give me the strength to continue to release that hurt to you and forgive each time it comes back to mind. Thank you for your 
inconceivable gift of forgiveness given to me. Amen. We're just going to have a, a time where we want you to bring those to the cross. We have push pins here and we like you to nail them to the cross. And we want you to, in your mind, leave it here. This is the stake in the ground where you're going to forgive someone. It's not going to be perfect because you probably have to do it again next week. But it's a start. And so I'd like for you to stand. I want to invite you to worship with the band. And I want to invite you to come and nail those things that you need to release to the cross and give forgiveness to someone and receive forgiveness. So just move out. Just come on. We got push pins here. We've got people that need forgiveness this morning. Put it on the cross. Leave it with the Lord Jesus Christ. He took care of it for you. If we're going to forgive like Jesus, we're going to be a Jesus church, then we're going to forgive. We're going to give those things to Jesus because he took them. He took the wounds for you and me that we might be free. If you put that, give that to the Lord, you'll be free today. If you don't, you're going to drink the poison. They'll try to kill somebody else, but you won't. We praise God for his forgiveness. Continue to come and worship with the band. In robes of white, the blazing sun shall pierce the night, and I will rise among the saints, my gaze transfixed on Jesus'
Just lift a shout at Jesus this morning. That's incredible. It's so good what God does. I also encourage you to church, uh, never lose the wonder of the cross. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the things of uh, everyday life and just forget all things of Jesus. And also thank you, Steve, for reminding us of our Heavenly Father this Father's Day and that forgiveness that we have and that we can extend. And so what an awesome challenge. We give Steve another hand. Thank you so much for bringing that today. And just owe it to you. Thank you, Steve. An incredible picture. Never lose the wonder of being forgiven son or daughter of the King. Amen. Never lose that wonder. Hey, this morning, you guys can be seated just for a second. I just want to encourage you and just uh, share with you, man, your generosity is making a difference here in our community and across the world. And uh, this last week, we did something special. We had our youth group uh, do a couple of events, and uh, we had lots of visitors. There were 15 first-time guests of youth group, and it's just cool that when we give back, we get to impact people's lives every single week. And so, hey, throw out the pool party and the movie night, but those people make a difference. And young people are coming to Christ. Young people are bringing their friends. We can connect with them and, and bring the church and really experience new life in Jesus. And so because of you guys' giving, we get to be a part of their life and their story. And it's so much fun uh, not only to be in the pool and tackle kids and have fun, uh, but to see their lives changed. Amen. And uh, we see young people come to Christ and young people um, hear the message of the gospel and bring their friends and family to church. And some of you guys are here today and I'll say thank you for coming out. Uh, and also your generosity makes a difference really in today's uh, story. Uh, the booklet that's put together and the passion that um, Steve has for that, it really is a story behind that that's really cool. And our church has played a part of that story just to re, really um, really energize and, and bring some, some life into some of the stuff that's happened. So that booklet is really a, a part of you. Um, really just to see this last seven, eight months, maybe nine months or so, where you just said, hey, I'm going to go full force for Jesus. Uh, Steve doesn't, wasn't called to be a writer, didn't know. And now he's like, man, God's called me to spread the word of God, uh, spread the word of God through writing and talk about Jesus. And, be, and it's really part of her story. So it's super incredible. That booklet's awesome. I encourage you to take it, go through it. If you're a dad, man, lead your family through it. You got 10 weeks. Just go through it. Just be a part of the story of God in your life. And so thank you for your generosity and writing this. I want to thanks to Sarah. She didn't know I'm saying this right now, but she designed this book, put it all together. So give it up for Sarah on the keys. Can you wave to everybody? <laughs> nice work. It all fell apart when she picked the hand up, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, you're generous to make a difference. There's three ways you can give here at Real Life. You can give online at reallifechurchkc.com. You can give any amount to text any amount to 84321, or you can put into the giving uh, envelopes and pass it, or put in the bucket as a pass, or into the giving box on the way out. And so if you're new to Real Life, hey, church is free. Uh, all we really ask is you turn a communication card in so we can just connect with you and let you know that you belong here. It's helping our next step. If you're in need of immediate food, clothing, or shelters, ask to reach in the giving bucket, take out any loose cash you see just to help uh, you and your family in need this time. So, Father, we come before you, ask you to use this giving, God, uh, just bless it, use it in incredible ways. Thank you so much for this, the generosity of our church. I pray our church be the most generous church, God. I pray we give back because we know you, God. We're forgiven from everything. We're not holding on to the things of this world. We give to you, God. We serve you. We love you. God, I pray you multiply this time, this energy, God, this this money, this the giving moment, God. We just give it to you. Everything we have is a gift from you. We steward it well. God, we know we don't own this, God. This is a temporary thing that we have in our life, God, and we honor you with it. You gave us your son, and so we give everything back to you. Thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for all you do. And ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.